I've failed so many times. My projects have just crashed and burned, but I've learned a lot from them. And that statement makes a lot of sense, right? You can read Eric Reese all you want. You can read the uh, Miss Sandberg's book all you want. You can read Teal. You can read Ferris. They all talk about embracing failure as a means of learning, right? Reese calls this validated learning. And you can read all these books and you can listen to people talk about it, but you won't get it until you actually fail. This is the Next Generation Education. We're talking to top entrepreneurs, thought leaders, international disruptors, while focusing on lifelong learning and how education can and needs to adapt in our modern world. You're listening to Start That Up. Here's your host, Don Wetrick. Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Start It Up podcast. Today, we have Kusal Kolaradna on the show. Kusal is a... Basically, he's a high school graduate who graduated early and decided to take a gap year. And his story of him, I almost want to say, you know, his words, he kind of stressed out his parents a little bit because he said he at minimum wanted to take a gap year. And he is an immigrant um, for Sri Lanka. And the, you know, of course, the, that crushing expectation of you're going to go to the best college you can and get a big corporate job. But instead, he lays out his journey. I think you're going to love this and what he does in his spare time. The cold emails, the LinkedIn messages, him constantly working on improving his future is exactly one of the reasons why when he reached out to me, I thought, okay, you are a perfect fit for the show, especially on the Young Entrepreneur Spotlight. Um, he's got some really cool things he's working on. You're here gonna you're gonna hear more about that on the project he's working on. But again, focusing in on his mindset is where I think you're going to really thoroughly enjoy his journey. All right. So without further ado, Kusal Kolaratna. All right. Now I'm joined by Kusal Kolaratna. Kusal, thank you so much for joining me. Don, thank you for having me. Okay, so I'm not going to lie. Um, I get recommendations, and uh, I usually kind of screen everybody, but you were one of the most persistent, and you're like, I really, really, really want to be on your show. And I was like, oh, yeah. okay, okay, okay. But the, the, the story you told uh, about you and school and being somewhat frustrated and feeling that sometimes school lets people that have an entrepreneurial mindset out in the cold a little bit. I was like, you know what? Let's, yeah, let's go over the story. And I deliberately didn't want to go in too much of your story because I wanted to recapture it here. So give me your background and tell me where you're at. Okay. Um, so right now, as of October 11th, I'm 17. Um, I moved to the United States uh, four years ago from a country called Sri Lanka, which is a small island south of India. Um, and when I came to the States, I was supposed to start high school, uh, sorry, I was supposed to start school in eighth grade. Um, but then when I met with my counselors, I was just able to impress them enough that they suggested the idea of putting me in ninth grade and see how that would go. Um, and so initially they put me in very easy classes for ninth grade, but then I just got a bit too bored with them. So I signed up for all honors. Um, and things went well from there. So I just started high school um, as a 13 year old. Um, but then soon enough, uh, in my senior year after graduating, uh, I decided to take a gap year, which is what I'm doing right now. Um, and I graduated from the summer program called the Young Entrepreneur Program, which was started by the Sandy and Christine Kemper Foundation here in Kansas City. Um, and the startup I'm with right now is Bloom, which is a registered investment advisory uh, with the SEC that helps people with their 401ks using a unique algorithm to track the markets for you. 
Yeah. So you, how did you get acquainted with that? And then, and actually before I get into that, what, what, um, what prompted you to want to do the gap year? Cause that, that now all of a sudden is, is becoming more of an option and people are starting to talk about it a little bit more, but what, what puts you over the edge of, you know what, I'm going to do this. Absolutely. So the thing with the gap year was I actually didn't even think about it until probably around February of my senior year. Um, uh, so I decided to take a gap year for like three big reasons. Reason number one was that, um, I definitely needed a break from school. Um, I'm someone who is not, not the very best at uh, following a rigid structured environment like school. That's why I skipped school a lot to do what I wanted to do. Uh, the second reason why I want to take a gap year was I knew that deep down I wanted to be an entrepreneur and that is not necessarily a career nor a profession. It's a mindset that you have to cultivate over a period of time. So I wanted to spend the year doing that. And three, and this is probably the biggest reason, I did not know what I wanted to do by the end of my high school career. I had fluctuated with uh, careers in and out. I wanted to be an engineer at some point, wanted to be a doctor at some point, wanted to work on Wall Street as a management consultant at some point, until I decided that entrepreneurship was my path, but I just didn't know what would be my, my industry to focus on or my niche. Um, so to explore that was when I decided to take a gap year. Um, and I think that it, it yeah. should be something a lot of kids go about do doing because I'm definitely I'm three months in I've learned so much and I've never been burned out and I'm, I'm just having the best time of my life yeah so walk me through that because I, I I like to hear that you're taking that approach because um in some ways and you before we recorded you said you know you kind of had a, a an affinity towards Gary and uh Gary V and and you know how Gary's been like Hey, right now the cool thing is to say, you know, I'm an entrepreneur and put that on your Instagram and you know, what are you an entrepreneur of? Well, nothing, or I have a lemonade stand. And, <laughs> right. um, and, and, and so I, I liken that to the same thing with the gap year. I, I've talked to some people they are like, I'm taking a gap year. Why? To find myself. Yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> I mean, like that, that's not, and, and, and the thing is, I mean, I, in some ways I understand it, like, right. but, but like, what is your plan? Like, I'm going to go find myself by going to you know, the quintessential European backpack trip, or I'm going to find myself by serving in soup kitchens. But I've talked to some people like, I'm going to find myself in my parents' basement on the Xbox. Like that's not finding yourself. And obviously you're not doing that. But I mean, like you sounded like you had a plan. So did you have this um, kind of internship uh, with your gap year? Or was it you'd already taken a gap year and you found it second? So it's kind of interesting how all that panned out. So originally I was supposed to start my gap year in August in the San Francisco Bay area uh, with a good friend of mine who has his own startup that he started with his uh, coworkers. And we were all going to move out to the Bay um, and live there. And I was going to, like I had planned on uh, studying with the Stanford uh, Hasso Plattner Institute of Design and then just you know, doing what I'm doing right now, just getting myself out there, attending events, hacking into conferences, meeting people. Um, and that's just it. That was the, that was the set definitive plan. And I had a lot of contacts and mentors out there to help me, but, uh, things didn't exactly go that way around July, June. Um, it turned out that, uh, the buddy that I was going to go with, um, things didn't exactly fall through. So we decided to stay in KC, Um, but fortunately for me, I was lucky enough to have kind of a backup plan in that, uh, like I mentioned, I was part of the young entrepreneur program. And so that's where I got into bloom. I started interning here. 
Um, and that, that was going to end uh, in, in the end of July and I would not be working in August. So the way I managed to you know, continue working here was I asked our chief of HR, can I continue to work at Bloom during my gap year? Because so, I'm taking a year off and I think I've done a pretty good job here so far. Um, and the initial answer she told me was no. She said that we don't see a need for that right now. Um, and I didn't take that too, uh, too close to heart. I said, awesome, thanks Michelle, I appreciate it. Um, but then I, I'm just someone who doesn't take no for an answer unless Atta I'm given boy. a date. a boy. So what I did was I started coming up with projects to implement that only I knew how to execute. So I started submitting projects for the August uh, project board for the next quarter um, that only I knew how to execute. One of them being using Snapchat as a way to grow our brand using geofilters and other uh, influencers. Because I uh, and my, co my business partner started a company over the summer where we just invented a whole new style of marketing and we saw great success with that. So I cross-applied that here in Bloom. Uh, a second project I came up with was I'm just naturally good at uh, cold emailing and cold talking to people that I, I can just uh, sort of get my way through things by convincing them to do so. So uh, I started uh, working on a PR project to get the Bloom name out there. So uh, it's funny that you mentioned Gary because I'm literally cold emailing and cold calling him right now in hopes that he will feature us on his show. So um, those two projects, when it came time for the review, uh, the, the, the C-suite and the executive board were like, oh yeah, these, these seems like good stuff. Um, does anyone know how do we execute them? And I was the only one who knew how to do it, particularly the Snapchat one. <laughs> so I created value for myself uh, within the company and I was able to stay on. Yeah, you did. So, wow, somebody's <laughs> read Lynchpin by Seth Godin. Um, <laughs> no, I, that's, that's both sneaky and lovely at the same time. I love hearing that. Uh, one, because you knew full well you'd be right. the guy in charge and two, you, 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 instead of you, you know, moping about it and saying, well, I wish they'd hire me. Um, <laughs> you brought, yeah, you brought them value. Of course, knowing that they had to <laughs> give in to your wishes, but that, that's, that's awesome. No, I, I love hearing that. I, 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 okay. So let, let me, let me then go back. Um, a lot of people I talk to, especially your, your age, there is the, pressure there's the social pressure of oh you're not going to college oh my gosh yeah tell me about uh, that so okay i probably face this pressure arguably more than anyone else so bit about me right i mentioned that i am an immigrant and i came from a country where we were told nothing but to go to school go to college and get a job in a safe big company the bigger the company the better because corporations can protect you and you can climb that corporate ladder and be safe. Now, when I told my parents that I wanted to be an entrepreneur, uh, they had no idea what the hell that meant. I had to break down and explain what an entrepreneur was um, and then explain that this is what I'm passionate about. And this was in around the beginning of my senior year, so gap year wasn't even on the topic. And then when in around April, I approached my mom and dad, um, uh, fun, uh, funny side story. I have an ROTC scholarship from the U.S. Army, and so I won that. And on the day of winning that was when I told my parents about the gap year because I had something good to go along with. It was kind of like a a, a, a good news, bad news sandwich, so, so to speak. So uh, I told them, "Hey, uh, I won the scholarship," and they're like, "Oh, that's awesome! Congrats! We're so happy for you." And then I was like, "Oh, by the way, I want to take a gap year." And then it, they they just started freaking out. They did everything in their power to convince me not to take a gap year. 
my mom almost cried and my dad was mad at me for weeks. And it took some time, honestly, to get them convinced that this was a good idea. Um, one of my mentors, my entrepreneurship teacher uh, in high school, he told me that whenever you bring up something controversial, it usually takes three meetings for it to subside and yeah. people to accept it, right? You have the five stages of grief after death. I think that's kind of similar on here. So, I, I, Especially because you're an immigrant. Right, exactly. like especially when it's funny. Uh, okay, and this isn't necessarily the Gary Fee fan club, but I mean, you know, right. he he had talked about that several times. That like a lot of times, immigrant kids when they come here, they'll outwork everybody. It's just, I mean, I hate to say that's a stereotype, but and often right. Right. It, it usually happens that way. But a lot of times, there because I had a couple of um, students of mine that were from India, and they're like, okay, there is no other than medical school or law school. Right. <laughs> she right. was like, uh, I have to. And, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, so some of the, pr- you know, some of the pressures from the parents, I'm sure that is their grieving. You know, that so- you, you came here and daggone it, we were going to send you to a top level university and you're going to exactly. do what? I mean, like right. that's that I wouldn't say that's like a death in the family, but I, I could. It's pretty you're, close. Yeah. You're spot on by saying the, 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 you know, the steps of, of grieving. Um, yeah. And, and so how, how did they, how did they come around or have they? Um, I like to think that they have, my mom certainly has, she's always supportive and more open-minded than my dad. So nothing against my dad. He, so my dad is a military veteran. He served 24 oh. years in Sri Lankan <laughs> army, um, yeah. as a, and retired as a Lieutenant Colonel. So everything he knows is rigid and structured and, and all of that stuff, right? He is as corporate as it gets. Um, and he actually works for a corporate retail company here in the U.S. So when I told him that I wanted to get into startups and I'm interning at a startup, he was like, well, well is this startup even on the Fortune 500 list? Um, and I was like, Dad, it's a, it's a startup. The company's less than five years old. That's not how it works, right? And he asked, he asked me, so are they national? Do they have offices all around? Um, so there's kind of like that stigma you know, not only in my parents' generation, but I think of my peers as well, where they were told to, you know, get that secure corporate job because the bigger the company, the better. I think that stigma just transcends um, all sorts of cultural norms and even exists, you know, from from my perspective, but also from, you know, my colleague Jamal here at Bloom, right? He's exactly my age, but his parents think that exact same way when he told me that he wanted, he told them he wanted to be an entrepreneur. Okay, so let me look straight into the microphone and and talk to your talk to your parents right now, and for every parent listening right now, because I'm not gonna lie, I I get more emails and sometimes complaints on this more than anything, and that yeah. is why are you so anti college? And my answer is this: I'm not. Yeah. For some things, for some mm. things, mm-hmm. um, the if you want to say you know if if your dad's a data guy. Um, have him track what has happened to like, look at what the fortune 500 companies were five, 10 years ago. Right. Right. And see what's happened. Um, but I'm not anti-college in the sense that if you want to cut me open, you got to go to school. If you want to work on advanced engineering, you got to go. But if you want, if you want to learn how to be an entrepreneur, yeah. It, it, just, I, I, I'm not very good at math, but I know the average in-state school is running about $100,000 for four years. And that's, that's, conservative. That's, that's conservative. And right. what you could do with $100,000 um, 
and just, actually, this isn't even my opinion anymore. I'm, I've been talking to people on this podcast about this very thing. If oh, you yeah. ha- well, heck, the Peter Thiel Foundation. I mean, Peter Thiel is giving people a hundred thousand dollars to not go to college. And again, I sent him eight cold emails, um, and he's opened every single one of them, but has never responded. Well, yeah, yeah, because yeah, he's got. Well, actually, uh, I haven't released it yet. This is for uh, management, but but yeah, I've got a guy coming up that he is part of the Teal Fellowship, and um, oh, and he even said he's like you know he's taken so much from it because yeah. you and I'm not bashing all universities. Yeah. There's some good programs out there, I'm sure there are, Absolutely. but I mean it's it's pretty it's a hard pill to swallow, right? For you to spend a hundred thousand dollars and be and, and, and you know let's just say a, you know a fifty thousand dollar debt starting from right. scratch with minus fifty versus starting from scratch at zero. And and right. that possibility that I was going to spend 100k anyway, um, yeah. th- th- even in my own home, you know, I I love love my wife, um, yeah. she is the the light of my world, but she's Absolutely. even saying like, hey, you know, like my daughter's got like a, I don't know three nine four zero something like that. She's a really good student. Yeah. She's right. not positive she wants to go. You know, right. she li- she listens to daddy's rhetoric way too often. Ava, I love you. <laughs> she's listening. Um, yeah. But even Alicia, she's like, you know, yes, she's going to go. What if something bad happens? Um, and, right. and then I think this is the equalizer. I, um, because we are financially, we're very conservative. We live below our means. Ava's college is paid for. Uh, so yeah. she can if she wants to. But if right. I were, if I were um, in, in somebody else's shoes and, and my family had to go through $100,000 of possible hardship, I'd, it would be hard for me to substantiate. So I I understand um, what you're going through and, you know, it's no different here. But like I said earlier, if if there's parents listening to this, I I hear the words coming out of your mouth and I have zero fear for you. Zero. That's not to say, that's not to say it's not going to be uncomfortable. I'm sure it is. Um, And that's not to say that there's any guaranteed win. I've got a student right now who I think is going to, I think he's taking classes this year. He took a gap year. Really? Threw all of his money in the middle of the table, got funded. Um, yeah. Things went pretty well. And then he started finding some hiccups in his plan. Uh, he had a freemium yeah. plan and everybody wanted the free. <laughs> and and yeah. he's like, okay, how do we monetize? His, yeah, yeah, his lessons he's learned are amazing, but it hasn't paid the bills yet. So, oh, I mean, yeah. There's, yeah, there's no guarantee for sure, but I know yeah. that he'll be fine. And just like yeah. you, when you said, hey, I was going to go out and go to events, hack my way into things, you got it. I can just, I can hear in your voice, you're going to be just fine. So uh, kudos to you for, you know, listening to people go, oh, with that slight bit of disappointment in their voice, you're not going to go to college. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's sad. I mean, I, I, so a funny thing about me is, so I, my first job in high school was as a barista at the Starbucks inside the Target across my street. And I started that my junior year of high school, and I still hold that job to this day because it grounds me, right? Every Sunday I go in, and, you know, I have guests who come up, and, you know, I like to talk with them. I like to interact with them. And so some of them always ask me, so where are you going to school? And I actually tell them, I'm not in school. I'm taking a gap year. And about 50% of them would say, you know what? That's awesome. Good for you. That's really, really awesome. I wish more kids, I wish I had done that. And then you have the other half who are like, oh, that's nice. And then they take their drink and go. <laughs> yeah. Right? It, Poor kid. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe we should put a dollar in the tip jar for that kid. <laughs> <laughs> and exactly. That's, you know, you learn to kind of live with that. 
because you know, you know, working at Starbucks, it's something that it just it makes me more humble, right? It ma it makes me humbler and it brings me to the ground and makes me look at everyone I meet and think of them, hey, you know what? This person could be the next president of the United States. I should give him or her my utmost time and attention. And I think that's oh just- Oh my gosh. Wouldn't that be great? I want somebody to run for public office. I know I want for somebody to run for president with did not go to college. Ooh, that'd be so, a for, for, Forget this, the whole Ivy League thing. Yeah. I, I yeah. think it would be so awesome if somebody right. were like, where'd you go to college? Oh, I didn't. I, I, went, yeah, straight, exactly. I, went, I went straight to the pros. Right. I, I, had, I had a student that went to Duke University and, and she was saying like, if you were in the entrepreneurial program, she's like, it was almost kind of a badge of shame if you were there as a senior because like you didn't launch. Yeah. Like, right. the whole, right. like the whole point, and, and I'm, I'm not speaking for on behalf of Duke, but she's like right. a, lot of the, a lot of the kids that got funded were like, okay, I'm good from here. And so yeah. like we, we don't have a problem when LeBron James goes straight pro or when, right. you know, a baseball player, but I can be so cool. If like somebody was running for president, where'd you go? You know what? I went my freshman year and I got funded. Exactly. So, <laughs> that's such a crazy story that you can get stuff done. That's yeah. just, well, this that is why, I, no, this is why I'm so passionate about what I do. Like, yeah. I, I don't, and I'm, I'm, I'm not even going to apologize for it anymore. Like there needs to be a genius hour in every single elementary and every middle school. And there has to be an innovation class, an open source learning yeah. class at every high school because right. you know, people are like, well, I went to college to start to know people and work on my network. Well then what the hell are you waiting for? Yeah. Like, and and wh now. why, why at age 19 do you have to be a freshman to start networking? Right. Freaking I did, sign I, up, get on LinkedIn. Well, hell you, you, you wrote me. <laughs> <laughs> I did and, that at fifth. Oh yeah. my god. You got well, me riled and, up. And then and then you and then you already have a huge advantage because when somebody else and again, I'm not bashing all college. Please don't right. I get some hate mail from time to time. Um oh. I'm not bashing all college. I'm just saying that you, why wait? So if you're right. 15 years old and you and you get it and you are hustling and you're doing something, or so what I right. tell this to my class and my own children. If your yeah. life was a book, would anybody read it? Ooh, that's good. I, you know, like and I said, all right, describe your life. Well, yeah. I sit on the couch and I swipe. <sighs> I scroll up and scroll down. Nobody wants to read that book. Nobody. Exactly. Yeah. But the kid that's out there going, hey, I'm working on this project. Check it out. Take right. a picture of it. Hey, I'm, right. I'm helping out. I'm trying to help fundraise for a, a local women's shelter. Right. That, that puts you above everybody and why exactly. and why wait to do that when you're a junior talking about your internship so I, I i just don't get it i really don't because like so okay uh <laughs> like i said you got me riled up so by my like senior year of high school i was just fed up with the rigidness of the classrooms that uh, of that that i have to stay 50 minutes in a calc class when i can get the concept in 10 minutes and i'm just on my phone the entire time right so it's, it's all about trust. I think that this is a recommendation I make to educators all around that I speak to. I tell them, stop making them stay in your class. If, if they're old enough to know what they're good at and what they're bad at, if I'm old enough to know and mature enough to know that I only need five minutes of calculus to understand what the concept is, I don't need to do the homework because I already have it in my head. But if I'm in uh, literature and I need to read Albert Camus' The Stranger two or three times to get what the hell existentialism is, then I could be better off using that time for that. It's all about opportunity costs. So, so that's one example, right? But for me, I, I, I was just 
fed up with, I didn't see the value in staying in the classroom. I didn't, I didn't know why I was there. So, um, I, I just called myself out of school. Um, and I would just skip school to go to these events, uh, venture capital events, tickets would be like $500, but I'd cold email the organizer and ask for a free ticket and I'd probably get two and they'd say, yeah, bring a friend, come on in. And I'd go attend yes. the event. And you were the cutest kid at the dance. And right. so I can only imagine if you're going to, you know, a networking event and all this other stuff, everybody's there. I mean, stereotypically in their thirties and forties and right. all of a sudden, you know, Kusal walks in, people right. are like, hey, who is this kid? Who is who, this kid? This and, right, right, right. And then, and then they, and then they, uh, yeah, then they hear you speak and they hear your mindset. So it's, that's, that's great True. to hear. I, I'm, I'm glad you see the opportunity in front of you. Um, oh, absolutely. But then let's go back to the dark side though. Let's go back to the dark yeah. side. So yeah. we're, we're talking peaks, um, the valleys. So when yeah. you start, when you start looking at dry spells, how are you going to hedge your bets? So, you know, so, you're, you're working for this internship and, and you, you may yeah. hit a lull. What are you doing in between time? So, um, uh, a little bit about me. So my internship is a full-time thing. It's 40 hours a week. I spend 20 hours a week on my little startup called the Seishura Project, which is a sort of news media site that lets student hustlers write about what they're working on. So I mentioned my buddy Jamal. He goes to a local community college and he feels the stigma that people say, oh, you're, you're at a community college. Oh, you're, you're going to get far. But then this kid is connected with some of the richest people in the city, right? So he, he's writing about that. So student perspectives, sharing that about the, their unique stories. Um, that's why I built that, the Seishura Project. Um, so I spent about 20 hours a week building the site, you know, getting the marketing out there for that, the socials and all of that. And then I spent another 20 hours a week working at Starbucks on the weekends. Um, like I said, just to, just cause I, partly I enjoy the job, but partly to ground myself. That's it's, it's a way of like taking a break from everything because it's a nice, easy job. Just it's, it's aesthetically calming for me. So that's 80 hours a week. And then obviously I take time aside to help people out with stuff. I recently started this thing called uh, the hustle force project, which is basically one big Slack channel with 30 some, uh, creatives, artists, entrepreneurs, and just people who are building stuff who are in KC and they, they're all collaborating with each other now. Cause I have kids who come up to me all the time. They're like, Hey, Kusal, I got this startup idea. Where should I go next? Or what if there would be something to do this? Uh, do you have any advice on that? Or I want to go into this career. Do you know any contacts? Eventually the emails just went into the nineties, the hundreds that I just decided to put everyone in the one same group chat so that they can take advantage of it. And now that group chat is blowing up every five minutes. I see it. And someone's like, Oh yo, we got this event going on. Come on by. We got free tickets or I'm taking photographs uh, for my Instagram channel. That we want models. Come on in. We take care of it for free. Right. You give people who are driven the ability to collide and network and build relationships, build relationships with one another and crazy stuff is going to happen. Right. That's just a fact. I got a little sidetracked there, but that's just a fact. Um, and I've seen it happen. So kind of on the dark side of things, um, absolutely. Like you just mentioned the, the, the student whose startup idea failed, right? That it, it honestly did. And in the entrepreneurial circles, there's kind of this, uh, this, this fetishism of embracing failure that everyone has to have failed. And that is certainly true. I've failed so many times. My projects have just crashed and burned, but I've learned a lot from them. And 
that statement makes a lot of sense, right? You can read Eric Ries all you want. You can read the uh, Miss Sandberg's book all you want. You can read Teal. You can read Ferris. They all talk about embracing failure as a means of learning, right? Ries calls this validated learning. And you can read all these books and you can listen to people talk about it, but you won't get it until you actually fail. And that's just a beautiful moment because looking back, climbing out of that pit, it just absolutely has taught me so much. So uh, to any listeners out there who are either in high school, in college, or just entrepreneurs in general, and you're on the fence of going into this afraid that it will fail, know that the, the, the connections and the resources and the network you build along the way will save you so much, right? So that student you just mentioned who, whose startup idea failed because it, the business model just wasn't viable enough that people weren't paying for it. I'm sure that individual has a lot of contacts who can help him out on his next idea. I'm sure that his or her SEO is well to the point that if you just Google their name, all the cool stuff will pop up, right? That that is the value. That is kind of the, the, the intrinsic value that goes along with it that isn't really highlighted. So for my parents, when I told them that I wanted to be an entrepreneur and they told me, well, what if your idea fails? I tried explaining that to them and they just didn't understand the concept and it's taking time and they're slowly starting to see the reaps of it, right? Yeah. Um, it, whether that means me getting featured on some newspaper or getting on a podcast like this, right? It's them seeing that, oh, wait, Kusal's actually doing something that's meaningful, right? It's just a process and just don't be afraid because yeah. things will be fine. There are people to help you. All you have to do is reach out. That's, that's honestly it. There's no secret. You're right though. Like keep that network and keep building and keep building um, because the worst thing that's going to happen is, is now, obviously this is a much different, you know, you're, you're 45 years old, three kids and a mortgage. Right. Okay. Oh yeah. A little different, a little different, yeah. but this is, but this is why I'm in education. This is why I want to people to know now take yeah. the dumbest, funnest, most audacious risks. Now I, I, I love to hear right. your mindset of, you know what? It'll be good. I'm building. And, and, and you're absolutely yeah. right. You're just, yeah. um, and that's why, cause I, I still get a lot of people. I still get a lot of yeah, buts. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, but Don, aren't you yeah. afraid that you're steering them wrong? Not if they have the mindset. Yeah, but what if it doesn't exactly. work out? They'll be okay. Yeah, but they could have gotten that corporate job right from the beginning. True. And, 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 I, and I will tell this to anybody. If you want to lead right. your, I just can't look at my children, my own children in the face and say, hey, I hope you make somebody else's dream come true. <laughs> uh, I want my children to make their dreams come true. Now, if that comes in the form of working for a nine to five and they love their job, awesome. Yeah. Good yeah. for you. But the kids that yeah. just like, I want to do it differently. I, I will not shepherd a kid who wants to do deliberate different things to say, no, no, right. no, 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 no. Go for that corporate job. And again, not there's anything wrong with it, but if they're, if, if they're that, if you, you know, that kid, right. They are, they're right. an entrepreneur when they were seven and yeah. um, I think that their greatest risk is just conforming and falling in line because, heck, yeah. how, many, how many people do I talk to that are in their 50s and 60s and go, oh, right. man, uh, I'm, 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 I'm really uh, impressed that you're taking all the necessary steps to mitigate any risk you got. Well, I appreciate it. I mean, it's like you, I think you brought up a fantastic point and that's mindset, right? 
that's, oh, you got me really riled up on this one. So <laughs> the, the whole mindset things of, of everything, just doing it, I think that one big key step is, is um, getting your act together and then just hustling, right? So for most people, you know, I, I see, you know, my peers in high school and I see their Snapchat stories. I see their uh, Instagram posts where they're dreading school. They hate being stuck in a class and then they get out of class and they have either varsity sports or some activity going on. And it's, it's 7 p.m. by the time they get home, they have to be an hour to eat and shower and then five hours of homework to do. Right. And, and they're working maybe not as intensely as I am, but just on the same level. They're really actually working 80 plus hours a week, but they're burned out. They're so burned out because they don't have the hustle mentality. They, they're doing something that j they just disdain doing. Ever since I started this gap year, never have I ever on a Sunday night thought to myself, oh God, tomorrow's Monday right? That has never happened because I look forward to come to work. I look forward to doing what I do because I know that I'm making a difference in people's lives, right? By helping them with their retirement, by helping them with their finances. And it's just that mentality that even if this doesn't work out, you're still going to take a lot from it. You're still going to learn. It's going to be okay. You're going to bounce back from this, right? That's, that's one of the items of the mentality. Uh, the other part of the mentality that I try to instill upon the people that I talk to is that never, like I said, never take no for an answer unless you're given a good reason why, right? Keep asking why, 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 why not? Like if you've ever read Simon Sinek's, um, start with why you'll, you'll realize this, this Ted talk went viral and I just read his book and it was fascinating yeah. because it just talked about why are you doing this, right? So if your life is going to consist of Monday to Friday, nine to five, you waking up, being depressed, and then just looking so forward to that happy hour on Thursday, and then just running to the weekend, you're spending five out of seven days of your life doing something you hate. You're spending one third of your day doing something you hate, all for what? All for two days of joy? That's if that, that's how you want to live life, then good for you. But I just think that's absolutely sad and you could be doing so much. more. I see that that's the big shift with Gen Z without a doubt. It is, <laughs> it, I, no, I, I seriously, that, that has been the big shift because, you know, really? I, I'm, yeah, I'm in my forties and, and so I was, you know, Reagan generation and that was just yeah. something that you just work through. Yeah. Like it, like it was noble to plow through your job that you didn't like but you were right. grateful to have a job. And, and it is even worse. Like when I was talking to my grandparents when, when they were alive, you know, they lived through the depression. So if you had yes. a job, any job, it was, it was an honor for you just to plow through it, even though you didn't wow. like it. And, and, um, and there's, and there's good in both on both sides, right? I mean, there's sometimes where you should be grateful and you should be the best at what you do without a doubt. But I do right. see more Gen Z people going, okay, I will take less money for happiness. Well, man, it, it has been a, uh, a pleasure. Um, and uh, yeah. I, I love your story. I love your mindset. I love your passion. And it's going to be fun. Um, you know, obviously, we'll keep in contact and, and uh, we'll see, you know, we'll, we'll be keeping up with you. But uh, for everybody else that wants to, to follow you and, and go along for the ride, where can they find you? Uh, the SeishuraProject.org. T-H-E-C-A-E-S-U-R-A project.org. You can, I mean, my, my email is pretty simple. It's Casal, K-U-S-A-L at bloom.com. There's three O's in bloom. Casal at bloom.com. Send me any email. I answer everything. I think I'm probably the only Casal win in the world. If you want to look me up on LinkedIn. So just K-U-S-A-L-W-I-N and you'll find me. And 
I promise whatever you send to me, like I will respond back because I haven't, I wouldn't be where I am had not my mentors and people responded back to me. All right, Casal, it has been a pleasure. I am sure you'll be getting some feedback. Um, and, and man, I, I'm not even gonna say the best luck to you. I know what's going to happen. So congratulations. <laughs> and uh, I'm sure we'll keep in a lot of touch. Thank you so much, Don. I appreciate it. Good, great talking to you. All right.